This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. This morning, just very briefly, I want us to open our Bible to book of Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 9. And let's look at the principles of first with God. Amen. It says, Honor the Lord, Proverbs 3 from verse 9. Honor the Lord, the principle of first. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And with the first fruit of thy increase, so he shall, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty. How many of us want our barns, our storehouses to be filled with plenty? Your pocket, your account, your home, your joy, your testimony to be filled. How many of us be filled with plenty? And thy presses shall burst out with new wines. How many of us want our presses to be, I mean, to bust out with new wines? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, he says that we should honor him. Now, our God is a God of principle. What I'm sharing this morning is the principle of first with God. Of first with God. If you check in the scriptures, you know, I begin to wonder what is this first fruit what is the what is be because every time god does something there's always a principle behind it and god says something jesus christ will sit down and teach the people many times parables he will tell them also that this is how the kingdom of god operates that the kingdom of god is like unto a man the kingdom of god is like unto a sower that went about all these things are principles, you know, because God is a God of principle. I think the book of um, Deuteronomy 25 25 or 14 14, I cannot remember right now, but you can put it on the screen. It says, Secret things belong unto God Almighty, but the things that are revealed belong unto us and to our children. Secret things, secret facts, principles principles. Sacred things belong unto God Almighty but the things that reveal secrets, principles, facts, they belong to God. Our God is not a respecter of persons. It's a respecter of principle. So, the first fruit principle, right? Now you begin to think why was God emphasizing it? Why would they have to bring the first from their harvest not only the first, but the first of the best of the harvest. The first of the best. First of the best. The first of the best. The first of the best. The first of the best. Why? Because God wants you, you at every point in time to make him first. There's a place that when I was growing up, you know, when they would, when, when preachers will, will, 
we'll, we'll quote that place and I'll be wondering why Exodus 20 from verse 5 see what it says here it says that our God thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for I the Lord thy God am a jealous God jealous you know jealous then I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why why so our God can be jealous do you know what it means to be jealous most of the times you hear jealousy a lot when it comes to the sphere of affairs people are jealous jealous somebody says jealous God our God is highly is, is highly emotional can be jealous over you why he does not want you know competition when it comes to the first place I don't know how many of you you know will have a husband and you will say you are content for you to be the second person in his heart I don't know how many men will like I mean if you fall in love with someone you always want to be the first you know and if there's any man or any woman competing you know with the first place in that person's life you get jealous that is the principle of first fruit it demands the first not only that he demands the best he demands the best why he wouldn't even want you to serve other God when I started to read the Old Testament you too can go and read it yourself every time the people of Israel got into problem that God is either I mean read the book of Kings or start reading from the book of um, uh, um, Exodus you know Deuteronomy and then um, Joshua from the book of Joshua you know and the entire Old Testament Isaiah, Jeremiah they're all crying out you know why? Because when people will leave God and go and serve other gods, that is just the Old Testament is just filled of that story. They were serving God and then they turned their backs to God and God will be so angry. Sometimes God will be so angry, right, that he's the one who will cause their enemies. He will go and stir up their enemies to deal with them and kill them. Then they will come and beg God again and say, God, please, we are very sorry. And then God now will now send help and deliver them. The Old Testament is filled with stories like that. Why? God hates idolatry. Do you know why? Because he doesn't want competition. He doesn't want competition. He wants him, he wants to take the first place of your life. You must give. Our God is a jealous God. And this is the principle of the first fruit when you honor God for the first sometimes you see some of us in three places with our time some of us we give God after using all the time to chase the business and do many things and then we give God a little time left after we have exhausted ourselves we get home try to read Bible 
and we even fall asleep. Do you know why morning devotion is very important? Why every time we wake up in the morning, the first thing, because God wants to give the first place. You wake up in the morning, that time, the first thing you do is to thank him and to bless his name. God wants to bless us. But many of us have not engaged this principle. Two, with your treasure. Why do you think God says, give me your tithe? Why? Because you see, he's blessed you. He expects you to honor him. Sometimes, some of us, you know, is when we are passing, when they are just giving envelope, that's when we remember to give God. But it's not supposed to be so. We are supposed to be deliberate and intentional. You prepare your offering at home. From what God has given unto you, you prepare it. And say, God, this is what I want. It's not that people are passing things around. You just open up you know, and just check what do I have in my pocket? Where well, people who have millions in their bank account, when the offering basket is being passed around, you just check whatever it is there, even if it's five naira or ten naira, just to satisfy you know, their conscience somehow as a comfort. They bring it out and say, At least I've given. That is not giving God the first place. Because you see, God wants to move us to maturity. See what is happening in the throne room today. When we started to pray, I started to engage God and say, God, please do something. Even in the area of our finances, raise up multi multi billionaires in this place. It's already happening. This testimony is a long time testimony. I'm sure some of you don't, don't know. It didn't just happen one day. Plenty of praying, plenty of fasting, you know, and it took time. And I've noticed something that the people who give God first place in their heart and the people who show it by giving first place in their heart that God puts into their hands something to give every time I've moved with people every time you see somebody serving the church blessing the church the three peace God's people, the pulpit and also the pastor or the prophet I have seen tremendous blessings come out and listen if you want, if you want our balance to be filled we need to honor God the slightest opportunity. So, with your time, some of us don't even have time for God. We go out in the morning and use 24 hours or 23, I mean 18 hours, sleep for 6 hours. Then we use the 18 hours. Out of the 18 hours, we use 17 hours, 50 minutes and they want to give God 10 minutes. God is not pleased with that. 
God is not pleased with that. He's giving your time. Your time must be the first. Your treasure must honor him first. Also, your talent. This was what happened to Tabitha. She was honoring God with her talents. Some of us here, we have talents. It's good to make money from your talents. But are you giving God first place and say, ah, with what God has given to me, let me invest part of this also, first of all, to use it for the kingdom. What can I do? Some of us, even through our offices, I'm in an office, I can employ Christians and also secure the future of my own children. I was discussing with someone and I discovered that the man lacked understanding. He's in a very powerful position where he could extend himself to bring in Christians one again and plant them. And he's not seeing it that way. He's only thinking about himself. Not only that. He's saying, no, you know, this must be due process. Those people there, do they do due process? People are the other side. People who don't have kingdom agenda, they mess up the future. At the end of the day, his children will pay for such costly mistakes. Because we allow the heathen, the unbelievers, infidels, they will be the one to come and rule over us. You know, I've stayed in this, um, I've stayed in this, I know these things, I've moved with them, I grew up with them. Put them somewhere, the first thing they will use their office, the grace that Allah has given to them, so to speak, to first of all enhance their kingdom. They give them first place. Don't choke with their prayers. I have seen Christian men when they say it's time to pray, we call for meetings, they don't come. Men's connect, they don't come. And then somebody will say, it's because we're not discussing finances. If you put it there now, 10 ways in which you can make connections to make money. You see Christian men come. But I've noticed that on Fridays, they don't go to share money there. Everyone with his back, they pray about five times in a day. You see directors, the president is also there himself. Have you seen how we have allowed God, how we have taken him out of the position of the first place? That it is only when we say that we, have, we, we, we want to share ideas so we can make business breakthroughs, that is when Christian men gather. It's a shame, a very big shame. On Fridays, you see them. Why? Because their God comes first. Their own God comes first before any other thing. If they bring two people now and say, please, who shall we promote? And the man in charge is from the other side. The first thing he says, who is he? 
when they say this person is a Christian, no, this person is what? Even though this person is more qualified, bring him in. That's why they've been able to infiltrate many places and planted their people there. And some of us were out to be suffering maybe for the next 20 years, 30 years. Honestly, I'm so sad even for some of our leaders who did not use the opportunity. That is why we have problems today. See what is happening in England. I mean, the UK, in London. I have a video. They've almost taken over everything. Listen very carefully. You must serve God. Our God is a jealous God. If you want God to bless you abundantly, He must be the first. This is the principle of the first fruit. You must give Him the best. The first of the best of your treasure, your money. Serve him! Many of us, we give God leftovers. It's like chewing gum. After we have, we have chewed the gum, chewing gum, and we have, you know, sucked all the, all the sweetness, and then we give him, say, God, take. It's like a tea bag. You put in Lipton tea. You use everything. And then you give God and say, God, this is your own. After I've used all, like taking an orange, for example, and sucking it. And then what is left? Well, why should we give God leftovers? Do you know the God you serve? It's a jealous God. God demands the first place, the best, the first of your best. When you are giving your offering, giving the best of your first. That is the God that you serve. One of the things we do not know is less of how, how he demands it. He demands it. My serving God with all my strength as a worker in his vineyard. Am I putting in my best or I service? I put in my best as a pastor. Or is this only for the material blessings? As a pastor. Everyone, you see, it's so important that sometimes we sit down and take, why is God not blessing me the way he's supposed to bless me? What is the problem? Some of us don't even pay our tithes. Please, can I open up, open up about the book of Malachi? I'll conclude right now. Malachi. Malachi chapter 3 from verse 9. Right? Huh? Malachi 3, 9. It says, Ye are caused with a cross, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Go ahead. He said, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now, herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and there shall be no room enough to receive it. Go ahead. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes and he shall, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your wine be cast, your wine cast, your vine cast a fruit before the time. In the field, say the Lord. Back to 10. 
says no 12 says 12 12 12 and all nations all nations shall call you blessed for ye shall be a delightsome land said the lord of hosts you can see the principle here again uh, are you seeing the principle of giving god first see what it says sometimes some people say Tithing is Old Testament. It's not Old Testament. Tithing predates the Old Testament because the laws did not come. It was during the time of Moses that the laws came. But it was during the time of Abraham when Abraham went and fought the battles with those five kings, Tadolaman, all the other kings, and went with 318 servants from his house and got his nephew Lot out of their hands and when he was coming back from that from that uh, war you know he he brought gold and brought many things you know spoils of war from all those kings and packed many things gold and yeah, many things material stuff you know and when he was coming he met one very strange man which, which, which is Christ? It's representative of Christ, Christophany, in the, in the Old Testament. His name was Melchizedek. He was called the King of Salem, right? And he was a high priest. And um, um, he also served him communion because he gave him wine and bread this man no genealogy nobody knew where the, this, this man was coming from he had no, he, the, the man was just there you know representing God upon the earth and as soon as he saw this man he knew immediately he said to himself I believe that it wasn't as if God appeared to him and said go and fight this battle this way he just went and fought God didn't give him a particular strategy, but he just got his 300 and then chased after them and fought them. And then, and then when he was coming, he saw this man that represented God. Melchizedek is what? The king of righteousness. King of righteousness, king of peace, Salem. Prince of peace, Jesus Christ. So he represented Jesus Christ. Very strange being. And you know, the priestly ministry of Jesus also that after the order of Melchizedek, isn't it? Oh, church, isn't it? Uh-huh. So it was like a Christophany and appearance of Christ in the Old Testament, representing God. So something he used is something just said, I must, let me just take 10%, you know, to honor God because of this great victory that God has given unto me. That was how the 10% thing started. Then the law came, it was taken in. And I've seen people who, you know, they've said liberal giving, thank God for liberal giving in fact one time I was giving God 20% everything that came, 20% just take because I wanted to, I just wanted to honor God people who complain about tithing you know and speak about, because liberal giving there are people who don't want to part with their 10% most of the time because liberal giving is even much more than that at least a safest entry 
even if you believe in grace giving, 10% should be your entry point. Doesn't it make sense? Church, isn't it? And this is what God demands. Yet, people don't pay their tithes. Now, it is not as if God is after the money, but God is after you making him first when it comes to stewardship. And see what he says here. How many of us know that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof? How many of us know that with or without you, God's work will continue? How many of us don't understand that? Huh? I remember when we started the church and uh, small and sometimes we go through some financial challenges and sometimes when God just started to bless us, it, was, it became so easy. Now listen very carefully. If you know that, then you think, why? Why? Tithe. Why? There are many reasons there. But one of the reasons is that God wants to take the first place and I read something let's go back to that um, Malachi chapter 3 from verse 9 10 see what it says there very quickly please Malachi verse 10 it says bring all the tithes into the storehouse that they may be meeting in my house listen it says prove me now here with have you seen that? Prove me. God is challenging you. This is one of the places, very few places where God says, prove me. He said, because he knew that people will find it difficult. What he's saying is that make me, give me the first of the best. Put me first. When you do this, prove me. That is God challenging you. Prove me. And honestly, I want us to begin to, let's begin to engage the word of God. Let's begin to practicalize the gospel. And say, Lord, no matter what I'm receiving, because it will never be, people say, no, I only have small. Or, my, when my salary gets bigger, I can afford it. No, God says no. Whether it's even 100 naira or 1 million naira or 20,000 naira or 100,000 naira, I confessed. When you are small, I confessed. When you are great, I confessed. That is what it's saying. And it says, You should prove me. Prove me now. I want people in the house of God. Listen, if you believe that our God is real and indeed that you serve God, I want you to prove Him. Let it be a personality and say, God, I am giving you my tithe. I give you one tenth. Listen, it's, the money is not coming first, it's your heart. And saying, Lord, I make you first. You first. You take the first place. And because of that, I'm bringing this to you. Lord, please prove yourself. And then you watch if God, I've never seen God fail. Uh, honestly, I have never seen God fail. And there are just two things I want us to see concerning this giving God, you know, first place with our time, our treasure, 
and also our talents. Just two things and then we'll pray. Number one, praise the Lord. What is God's expectation? Number one, he expects that you do this without any delay. Put it down, delay. Exodus 22:29. Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits and of thy liquors. The firstborn of thy sons shall thou give unto me. You should not delay. Someone say delay. Number three, number two, it should be something continuous. Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 35 and to bring the first fruit of our ground and the first fruit of all the fruit of all the trees year by year unto the house of the Lord make it a godly habit how many of us when you woke up this morning brushed our teeth some people came to church with smelly How many of us were fasting within brush your teeth? It's good to you to brush your teeth when you are fasting. Oh. How many of you prayed before you brushed your teeth? How many of us here have been brushing our teeth for many years? Huh? So when you wake up, do you think about it? Most of the time. Right? Do, do you? You just go and just brush. Right? Some of us were so used to roll on. You just wake up. We can't do without roll-on. Like me, I can't do with. Oh my God, I want to smell fine every time. I can't do without roll-on. When I try without, I'll just be as if I'll be sweating. Please pray to roll Because I'm already used to it. Now, what, what am I saying? It's a habit. God wants us to develop godly habits. Let this thing be part of you that it becomes automatic nobody needs to push you, nobody needs to cajole you it becomes part of you every time God blesses you God I honor you, you are the first in my life a continuous thing let it be part of your life develop godly habits wake up in the morning it's not legalism it's not legalism. It's not legalism. Some people say, oh, it is legalistic. It's not. It's brushing your teeth legalistic. Huh? Oh, we develop very good habits. Godly habits can be cultivated. You just work in it. It becomes part of you. Where people giving tithes and giving their time to God is part of them. Anywhere you find them, if they move them from here to Kaduna or they travel abroad, they can't do without going to church. One time, myself and my, one of my people, we found ourselves in a strange place in China and we had not gone to church for one week. I said, no, bring the internet, search everywhere. Even if the church is, even if it's 30, if I have to pay $100 to get, I must go because it's already part of me. Some of us, if we are at home in the morning, 
and maybe I used to go into church, you know, or used to be in a worker. It has become part of you. If you don't walk, something happens in your body. I'm not supposed understand what I'm saying. Or, or the day I refused to go to church, I said today I wasn't going to go to church. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened some years ago. I just said, I said today I am not going to church. In fact, you know, something happened. I said, I'm not, I just want to be at home. By the time my wife and everyone left, I just discovered that the place. I said, ah, so this is how, this is how. Very quiet. I said, it was very strange. I remember first understand what I'm saying. Because it has become a habit. It's part of me now. In your prayer life, you can develop that habit too. That you pray and speak in tongues. It is not legalism. God expects it from you that you develop godly habits. Also, in giving to God, you don't need to think about it. Develop a godly habit. And I tell you what, God will take you there. How many of us understand what God is saying this morning? How many of us understand what God is saying this morning? If God has spoken to you this morning, you put your hands together and appreciate Him. How many of us are going to make adjustments this morning? You want to make adjustments? Honestly, and say, God, I want you to be the first in my life. First. First. I will give you the best of the first. First, number one. First. The best of the, everything. First. That is the principle of first fruit. And Lord, as I honor you, honor me. Our God will not let you alone. Never. Lift up your voice this morning and just pray to God. Just speak to Him. I don't know how God has just speak to God. Just go ahead and speak to God. Have you been giving Him the first? When you wake up, the first thing you do, you, your God is a jealous God. Your relationship with Him. Thank you, King of Glory. God does not want you to serve Him and serve the devil. It's a jealous God. The principle of the first with God. Father Lord, I thank you and I bless you. I pray, oh God, in the precious name of Jesus, that Lord, we cultivate godly habits, that it becomes part of us, that every day, year in, year out, this is what we do. Every moment, we give you the best of our energy, the best of our time, the best our finances, time, our treasure, our talents. Thank you, King of Glory. We appreciate you and we thank you. Blessed be your holy name. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I pray. Now, if you are here this morning, we are not born again. God is jealous. You are not, if, you, if you've not given life to Christ, you are, you are serving the devil. And God is not pleased with that. God would rather want you to serve him. That is why Jesus Christ came. He is the first. He gave his best. Because we are the first in his heart. Why do you think Christ came? Why do you think the Bible says that he is the first begotten of the death? He is the first fruit. He is the first of God. Because you matter to God. So he gave the best that he had. And the first the first one. 
the first begotten from the dead is our first fruit. May I pray for someone here this morning? If you want to receive him as a, as a Lord and Savior, I want to say, Lord, I want to submit to your Lordship. I would like to pray with you wherever you are. Just wave your hands wherever you are. I say this morning, Lord, I want to know you. Church, put your hands together, clap for this once. Thank God. I want to submit to your Lordship very quickly. Now, you pray this prayer after me in the precious name of Jesus. And say in Jesus' mighty name. Say, Father, I appreciate you. You give your firstborn. The first, the best. Because of me, today I receive the gift of salvation to my life. Forgive me for my sins. This moment, Lord, I open up my heart. I want to serve you. Please, Lord, Jesus, come into my life. I make a U-turn that the things I used to do, I will not do them anymore. Thank you. I believe that you are the one that died on the third day you rose for my justification. I receive you as Lord and Savior in my life today. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I just destroyed the power of sin, the power of Satan over these wounds. And I pray that you give them a witness. And let this decision last forever. Jesus' mighty name I pray. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.